All right, grab your Bible so that you cannot see it. Luke chapter 2 tonight. Some of you probably know this passage by heart, but I would do would like to look at the Christmas story for just a little bit tonight out of Luke chapter number 2. And I'm going to do my best to read this. Now, uh, tonight I'm not going to be long. I want you to try to, again, focus on it as the reading of it, uh, to be thinking about the Christmas story this coming uh, Saturday. Uh, and, of course, Christmas Eve for some, as far as getting the family together and being able to celebrate uh, Christmas. Christmas is not about family. It's not about presents. It's about Christ. And uh, the Lord allows us, and I, you know, I was thinking this afternoon, I think part of it is from that verse where he says, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The goodwill will there means kindness toward men. I think we've got that down pat, but sometimes we really forget why we're doing the goodwill. And uh, so tonight, I'd like to again look at the Christmas story. Let me remind you, we handed out a sheet. I, I hope that you'll read through the Christmas story even on Christmas Day. The announcement to Mary out of Luke 1, the announcement to Joseph from Matthew chapter 1, what we're going to read tonight, the birth of Christ from Luke chapter number 2, and then the wise men in Matthew chapter number 2. But again, uh, just to remind uh, really our children that uh, though we give gifts to one another, show that we our kindness and love for them, but we would not forget that this day is really set apart for Christ. So Luke chapter number two, let me read these verses with you, and I'm going to do the best I can also tonight. The Bible says this, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city, and Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and in lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Uh, I'm going to ask the Lord's blessing again on his word. Father in heaven, thank you again for giving us the Bible. And Lord, this portion of scripture that we read, thank you for the salvation story, how salvation was brought to earth through your son Jesus. Now, Father, would you bless the reading of it? Lord, again, give us the words to say to be a help and a blessing to people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Church, I mean, there's a lot that I believe that the Lord does not tell us about the Christmas story. He told us what he wanted us to know. Not that the Lord is keeping secrets, but if you look at the scripture, you know, it's hard for us to imagine all the details that went in to really what took place on that night when Christ was born. It's hard for us to imagine being taxed that we don't just put a check in the mail and send it to the IRS where they had to actually go 
and they went to be able to pay their taxes and to think about that journey and how his wife, Joseph's wife, Mary, how Mary was uh, expecting with child and great with child. And she took this journey and imagining that you'd get there as we would, as we would look on a Priceline or some other app to be able to find what hotels are there and how much they're going to cost. And there was no room for them. There was not a place for Jesus. And many messages have been taught and preached on how no room for Jesus. And at Christmas time, there ought to be room for Jesus. We look at the story, and of course, they ended up in a stable amongst animals. And uh, here, the Christ child was born. And then, of course, that night, we understand that the angel went into a, a field where there were shepherds and, again, gave the news to the Christ child being born and how they would go into Bethlehem and they would find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and that that would be the Christ child. We understand that they, when they came, that uh, those shepherds came and they saw Jesus there, the baby Jesus, that they went out and told people, and so many people wondered at what was being said. And that's what I want to look at tonight, briefly tonight. There, in this passage that we're reading, I find that there are three responses to what I would, would say, the three responses to the Christmas story. Three responses that, what is the Christmas story? Jesus Christ was born. What, what was their response? And I find them in three verses that are consecutive. And, I, and if, again, I'm, I don't think you can see them tonight, but I will tell you where they are. It's in verse number 18, 19, and 20. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 18, the first response we find, it was to the, all the people. It says, and all they that heard it, and it's talking about what the, what the shepherds had said, and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Church, I, mean, I believe that all things in Scripture are for our learning, but I do believe that all things in Scripture are so applicable to where we are today. And I think that there are so many people that when they think about Christmas, they're like all those other people that when the shepherds came to them and said, hey, something, somebody was born tonight and it must have been pretty important because we saw an angel. And the angel said that there would be a babe born in a stable and wrapped in swaddling clothes and that baby's name is Jesus and it's a big deal. Now it's interesting that all of the people that they told, the response the Bible says, all it says is they wondered. It's interesting that that word wondered means to marvel. It means to, wow, that really happened? You know, I think that a lot of times when it comes to, Christ, to Christmas time, I think that a lot of people are that same way. They think about Christmas in that same sense that they marvel or they admire. In other words, they enjoy that, what we call the spirit of Christmas. You know, it's amazing lost people are like that, but sometimes saved people get like that. We get to a point that we really forget the reason about the Christmas story and what Christmas is all about, and we wonder. We admire, we marvel, we think this is great. I get to be off school, what a wonderful thing this is. I get to sleep in, I get to be off work, I get to be with family, I get to have a present. You know, if we're not careful as Christians, we can become like all those people that heard about Christ being born, and all we do is wonder. Not wonder in the sense that we question, we wonder in the sense that, oh, this is great. In other words, we marvel, admire the season of it all, but forget the real reason of it all. Amen. Tonight, I want you to see a second thing that's also in the next verse. Not only did all the people wonder, but the Bible says in verse number 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, in the Christmas story, again, when we talk about the Christmas story, it's the birth of Christ. And it's interesting when those shepherds came and they were telling all the different people about the baby that was born that night, that the people wondered. But you know what? Mary did not just marvel at the experience of it all. Can I tell you what she did? The Bible says she pondered. She pondered and kept those things in her heart. The word ponder means to mentally 
uh, to consider, to think about. You know, tonight we had prayer time tonight, and be honestly, I didn't want to get, get ahead of the message tonight, but the reason for the prayer time tonight, yes, we have a prayer sheet, and hopefully you got, you'll get one if you haven't got one already before you leave of all the needs of people that are mentioned on that prayer sheet. But I wanted tonight for us just to stop, and I really wanted you just to think about Christmas. Amen. Not the day of Christmas and not the, what the commercialization of Christmas. I wanted you to think about Christ being born. I wanted you to stop and think tonight during prayer time, God, thank you for sending your son Jesus in the flesh. Church family, we don't ponder the fact as a whole, we do not ponder the fact that Jesus Christ was the king of glory as was sung a few moments ago. That he sat on a throne, that the angels answered to him, that he was there at creation, he spoke the world into existence. He is and was God, and he will always be God. But sometimes we don't think about that the Holy Spirit of God allowed Mary to be able to bear the Christ child where God, Jesus, became flesh for us. That's why he says in the book of Hebrews that he, that, he is, that he is touched with the feelings of our infirmities because he knows as a human part of the flesh, as well as the divine, the spiritual part, he was both God and man at the same time. And he went through all of the sufferings of living in mankind's flesh, as well as the sufferings of the cross, so that you and I could be saved. Can I tell you, this Christmas season, I'm telling you, I love Christmas and I love, I love the spirit of Christmas, the attitude of Christmas. But let's not get away from what Mary did. May we ponder in our hearts tonight. May we ponder the reason of Christmas and the, and the righteousness that came to us because of Christmas. Christ being born. Could you ponder that tonight? Could you ponder that it's more than what am I going to get on Saturday as a present? Whether I'm happy or glad or sad, it's a matter of I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I know for sure where I'm going to go when I die. You know, we, cel we celebrate Christmas on December 25th, but the truth of the matter is we don't know for sure that Jesus Christ was born on December 25th. Amen. And I know that the world as a whole has set aside this particular day, and I don't think there's anything wrong with setting aside a way, a apart for the Lord Jesus Christ, a day of remembering his birth. But can we, not, can we get away from what the crowd does, what all the people did, of admiring and marvel and wondering? May we get to where Mary was where she pondered, where she thought about, where she contemplated that that baby that was born was the Messiah. By the way, this, Mary knew that was the Messiah. Mary was told before the child would be born that his name would be called Jesus and that Jesus would be the one called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This was not a surprise to Mary. So when Mary's pondering this, she's pondering this, if I can say New Testament term, she was pondering this as a believer, not an unbeliever. She had already believed that. Hey, you're, you're saved tonight, and you know Christ is your Savior. Can I tell you what the attitude of Christmas ought to be? It ought to be one of pondering, you're saved because of Christmas. You're saved because Jesus Christ came to you. He chose you. He called you. He said, well, I'm saved because, and you're saved for one reason, because Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And when he drew you, you it's whosoever will, you answered that call and you received Christ your Savior. But can you just ponder for a few moments? You know, I don't know when growing up as a child, to be honest with you, Christmas was one of the best days of the year because of what we ate for Christmas dinner. Christmas was one of the greatest days of the year because of sitting together and being able to open a presence. That, and when you come from a big family, there are pluses from coming from a big family. Can I tell you what the pluses are? Numerically, there are more people, which means numerically, you get more presents. 
listen, I'm thankful for growing up and seeing Christmas, but can I tell you, as a Christian, Christmas is not about what I get. Christmas is about what I've been given. Could we ponder that tonight? So we see there's three responses to Christmas. The first response was from the people, and it says that they wondered. We see the second response was Mary, and the Bible says that she pondered. The third response was the shepherds in verse number 20. And it says, And the shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Just remember, I think the last response for Christmas is simple. I think it's that we should praise God. You know, you can be like all the, all the people, whether they're saved or lost, and wonder and marvel at Christmas, the excitement of the spirit of Christmas. Or you can be like Mary, and which we should, and we should ponder and think about what Christmas really is about. But I want to tell you, after the pondering, what should come? Praising God. Amen. Thank the Lord that I came to Christ and that Christ saved my soul from hell and that Jesus would leave the throne of heaven at the right hand of the Father and come down and live upon this earth and for 33 and a half years be here so he could pay the price for my sin. That's right. You should praise God. Amen. You know, I'm all for thanking God for what he does for us. Thank you, Lord, for a vehicle, for a house, for food, for clothing. Thank you for paying our bills. Thankful for the job that I have. Thank you for giving us good health. I'm all for thanking God for the things because the grace of God is giving us more than we deserve. But can I tell you, let's not forget to thank him because of him. Him. God, thank you for your mercy, not giving what I deserve. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. God, thank you for your love. We love him because he first loved us. God, thank you for that grace. Thank you for that kindness and the long-suffering and the patience and the goodness and the safety and the help and the strength. Thank you for you. Listen, I don't know what your response to Christmas is. And young people, I hope that you are listening tonight. I don't know what gift you're hoping to get, but you've been given a bigger gift than you could ever get. Listen, I, I want to be careful that we don't become like all those people in Bethlehem. Really? Wow, that's neat. I think we need to be like Mary and the shepherds. Lord, you are the Christ child. Ponder what Christmas really is about. And then you need to be like those shepherds and thank God for what Christmas really is. Again, I can't get a true picture tonight to my left, your right. How do, how do you give a picture? Do you hear the animals? Do you smell the, the stench of that, the animal smell that's inside that barn? Do you hear the crowds because of so many people coming to one city to pay taxes? I, I, I can't comprehend, can't wrap my mind around what Christ did for us. But listen, may we as God's people never get to the place where we get sidetracked with what's going on about Christmas and forget really what Christmas is about. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. And this Christmas, we need to make sure that we give back and there's no way to give him what he's given to us, but we should give him honor and glory and praise. And most importantly, our thoughts, both inwardly and outwardly. God, thank you for what you've done for me.
tonight's service, we've already prayed as a group, but we will have an invitation in the sense of may we spend some few more minutes in prayer. Again, thanking the Lord for what he's done for us. If you're here this, tonight not saved, can I just tell you that's what Christmas is. Jesus Christ came to save you. Amen. And he's the only way. Amen. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. The pants going to play softly. You don't have to come to the altar. You're more than welcome.